Hello all sentient beings and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the... On this special edition of Transmissions Alt Mode, we chat with veteran comics artist Alex Milne about all the Transformers comics he's worked on that came out this March. So sit back and enjoy, we're about to start Transmissions Alt Mode. All right, welcome to a special edition of Transmissions Alt Mode. We are here with one of our favorite Transformers artists, Mr. Alex Milne, because uh, he's having a, a bit of a, a banner month. I mean, uh, despite the, the fact that we've got a worldwide pandemic, we've also got an embarrassment of comics done by artist Alex Milne. So we've got Transformers Galaxies numbers five and six. And the debut issue of the new Transformers versus the Terminator miniseries. So we wanted to bring Alex back on to talk about uh, all the recent work he's been doing and, uh, and pick his brain about how all the Transformers comic art is going in the midst of a global lockdown. Alex, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's work as usual because I've been practicing social distancing for years, apparently, I don't mind. I don't mind not going out for a couple of weeks at a time, as long as I'm stocked up on stuff. So it hasn't affected me yet. <laughs> so you've you've got a pipeline of art projects to work on, so you're you can keep busy. I can keep busy. I got uh, the Transformers versus Terminator book. I have some commissions to finish up on. I'm sure when I start running low on supplies. That's when I'm going to be like, eh, I can't just run to the art store anymore because that's not, uh, you know, an essential service. So those are all shut down at the moment. But uh, mm-hmm. I'll find a way. I'll find a way to make do. You can always do digital right. commissions. What? You can like, always what, do what digital. What? What was that disgusting word you just said? <laughs> digital. <laughs> what was that? I don't. I don't touch the digital stuff oh. right now. So, right now, well, I only have um, one of the, a basic tablet and like a mouse to work with and everything, and I haven't had the time to fully invest in learning how to do all the nifty stuff that real colorists do on the computer. So I don't think the work would be as good. But if you want something done with markers and pens and all that stuff, I got no problem pumping that out. Why I not? forgot your your process starts with paper. Yeah, I'm 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 old school. I'm I'm almost forty. Like I. I'm too pig-headed to change now. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just stuck in my ways. And it's probably evident with the books that I'm doing. I'm like regressing to even like earlier styles of comic book work where people are using are going to be using tones. I'm going to start implementing that at some point. You know, then eventually I'll be like, this is like one of the first comics that ever came out. It's like in the 1900s style. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving backwards instead of forwards. You know? Lots of cross-hatching? A super amount of cross-hatching, if you tell by that second page of the Transformers vs. Terminator book. <laughs> well, I mean, we we are, uh, I think we're, if if 40 is the definition of old school, I guess we're also old school. Well, maybe maybe me and Jeremy, Just I don't old. know, but... <laughs> Daryl, uh, are you there? You're not quite there yet, are you? Uh, I, I like the, uh, the way that... Uh, the pencil hits the paper and then it develops from there. But uh, I can appreciate the modern techniques as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we are, like I said, we are fans of your art and your uh, and your style, especially for Transformers. And it looks like you've you've had a, you got a chance to really flex your muscles with the Transformers versus Terminator since you got to to um, tackle both of, both franchise at once. Uh, this first issue was was pretty heavy on the um, on the Terminator references, but you did get to put in some nice uh, seeker hunter killer design so uh can you tell us a little bit about uh like what your what your process was in approaching the the transformers versus terminator mashup uh approaching it in what regards like how i decided what style to do for the book or like blending transformer and terminator designs or what yeah what let's Let's start with with the fir- with the second one, blending the Terminator and Transformer designs. Because in the in the first issue at the end, you have a you have some sketches where you show the designs for uh, the Seekers as hunter killers and also the the T eight thousand 
uh, Terminator mechs too. Okay, so um, when this project was given to me, I was asked. I asked them like, "What's going to be involved in like the first issue? I need to know some design stuff going on." And uh, John Barber and David Marriott and uh, Tom Waltz were like, "Okay, we're going to have um, in the, f- the opening scenes in set in the future. We're going to have some HKs as uh, Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool." And I was like, "And where are the Terminators going to have to go up against Cybertrons?" And they're like, "Well, we're going to have a like a Terminator the size of a Cybertron." And originally, they they wanted just like an enlarged T eight hundred to be the T eight thousand, and uh, call it call it ego or whatever. But I was like, oh, "That's not going to be good enough for me." <laughs> like, I <laughs> I don't I don't want to just draw a giant T eight hundred. So um, I came up with the design for the the T eight thousand and I thought like this this uh, Terminator would be like much more heavily uh, armored with weaponry to take down a Cybertronian than just like the, the standard T eight hundred. So I uh, I beefed it up, um, always looking back at like what um, had come before with the different Terminators. Like I I looked at all design concepts from every movie that was around. And I, I picked and choose different elements from there to add into this one. And I, I'm I'm quite happy with the design. It's, it looks like a Terminator able to hold its own up against a Transformer. Um, with the, the Seekers, um, I basically had to do a lot of reference for looking into what the hunter killers were, the aerial ones were like. And I looked up a lot of reference for any turnaround I could. Um, I wanted to go more with the ones that showed up in uh, Terminator and Terminator 2 rather than what showed up in Terminator 3 and beyond that because I I really liked the designs from those two movies for the the aerial HKs. Um, Just uh, I need to add like a little bit more technical detail because the the models that they had were a little bit more simplistic at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I had to figure out, um, okay, I want to have a somewhat classic uh, Transformer, like a Seeker silhouette, but the the aerial HKs don't necessarily facilitate that look. So I had to think of a way of um, moving around some parts of armor that are on the, the, t- the turbines on the wings so that I could uh, get the uh, kind of classic wing look from Starscream in them. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's, just, it's just taking sections of the design and be like, okay, if I chop this up here and this is a shape that would come out from here and have like, think of it like kind of like the Bay movies in a way, if it's just moving some metal around a bit. So basically the entire uh, look of the Seekers there for their wings on the back it's just like moving certain plates of metal around to get that shape. Because the, the wing shape was very important to me. I wanted to maintain that classic wing shape because this book is supposedly for Transformer and Terminator fans, but one might not be the a fan of the other franchise so or know a lot about it. So I wanted to make some of their shapes a little bit more recognizable. However, I didn't wa- also didn't want to do uh, a color scheme of them where it's like, hey, there's a red... HK up there, or a red, or a blue one, or a purple one. So, I want I I kept them all basically like Terminator colors. It's just the markings on their alt modes were the colors for the characters. Mm-hmm. It's a long, boring process of thought. That, like, <laughs> you're you're only reading it for like a like they only show up for like four pages, and then you're done. And I'm like, yeah. why did I put all this thought into just four pages? I'm like, but oh, whatever. Well, that that's why we appreciate your art and and your the the amount of detail and effort you put into these comics. Just because, uh, yeah, for that that brief period, it's still an awesome design and awesome concept. Um, for the overall look of the book, I uh, I was taking I'm taking a different approach with it. I want it to be the artwork to have a little bit more grit to it. So I've done a lot more cross hatching. I want to push it to a more serious look. So. The Transformers will still retain a G1 aesthetic, but they're more like tech orientated. Um, mm-hmm. They have more 
a little bit more like parts to them, but still maintaining a G1 silhouette. Um, I just want to make it push it into like a good mix of the Terminator and Transformer movies. So I didn't want a G1 cartoon aesthetic completely because I didn't think that would fit with the world of the Terminator. Yeah. So uh, when you do, uh, I mean, maybe we should we should warn everyone. We will. There are some light spoilers for the first issue of of the comic, but uh, of course, I mean, in Terminator, you you come from the future and you go into the past. You have some familiar characters from the Terminator movies, but uh, it doesn't seem like they approved the uh, the likenesses for the actors. Like the the characters you've drawn don't particularly look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Linda Hamilton. So was there a uh, was there a process where you you were able to get the right like the for the whole the whole book the rights for the Terminator franchise are there but not necessarily for the the actors likenesses? Yeah, um, I was told outright no likeness of Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. Okay, so I was like, all right, I don't want to do likenesses at all. Is that okay? I asked, play it straight up because uh, you never know what will change in the future. So mm-hmm. I'm like. I just want to do an approximation of the characters, but I made sure that the Terminator, like the, the human version of him, looked nothing or tried almost nothing like Arnold. Like I, the body shape is a little different, heads totally off, everything. But so um, but with likenesses, I, I didn't want to go that route at all. So with uh, Linda Hamilton's character, I just was like, okay, let me look at what she looked like in the, sh- in the movie. And if you get some of the hair shape right, then that's all I'm going to try and mimic and like the clothing mm-hmm. and everything. But I'm not going to attempt to draw a likeness. Um, that would also possibly have slowed down the process a bit because I would have been more nitpicky about how everything looked. And uh, really, there wasn't an overabundance of time with this project because it did take um, a long time to get everything approved to go for it. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to maintain deadline also. So. Right. Um, just coming up, coming up with a uh, a standard comic book form for the characters was enough for me at the time. Um, and if like the hairstyle and everything was, like relatable, then that was good enough. Uh, some people might like it, some people might not. Um, I can't I can't make people like it if they don't like it. Um, I'm I'm happy with it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's definitely the, the book that makes it the book look unique and and the humans look great and. Uh, definitely, Sarah Connor is still rocking that uh, that you know '80s big hair hairstyle. So you definitely get this the feel that uh, uh, you it's, know this, it's is, awesome this is. It's like an awesome hairstyle, and I'm like, oh, it's a shame. Like when Terminator 2 came around, her hair flattened out a bit. For that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on, rock rock that big hair again. Because uh, I don't know, like, yeah, it's big and fluffy at the start, but when when she's kicking ass and everything at the end of that movie, I'm like. That that hairstyle also looked pretty killer to me. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm, I'm a fan. Like I, I've I've seen people like I don't like the idea of like when I'm was doing research for some of the Terminator stuff. I've seen people like I don't like it. Like thinking of Arnold as the villain here. He's like he's better as like the good guy. And I was like no no he was even better as an evil Terminator. He was so so imposing in that movie. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all the great one-liners you remember are from the first movie where he where he was the villain. So. Tell us about the gratuitous butt shot you you drew in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what gratuitous butt shot? <laughs> you mean you mean when the Terminator is sent back naked? Yeah, well, I'm like, well, he's naked. So that's a that's a lasting theme throughout every movie. Yeah, I was like. If you're gonna it's, if you're gonna throw it in there, you're gonna have it in there. It's not gratuitous. It it's just a butt shot. <laughs> if, if he didn't include it, people would be complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh, okay, I, okay. I, I, I have seen people on the internet uh, asking why why is it always that they're going back and they're naked? It's like what? Why don't they have clothing on? All that? I'm like, clearly, you haven't seen the first movie where they explain all this. <laughs> or if you have watched it. You have not retained the knowledge of why it, they they do this, mm-hmm. and it's as we all know, it's very important to have them going back naked. So I just had to make sure that was on par. That 
that might be the only time that I actually really referenced Arnold for that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, is there a good shot of Arnold from the back? Not nude, but like when he was doing his Mr. Olympia stuff and all that. <laughs> and there was, and I was just like, I, I made sure not to make it exact, but I want, he had very good uh, back muscle definition then, so to get that right. Well, your attention to detail is unparalleled. That's that's for sure. <clears throat> that's uh, one thing that I wanted to point out is, you know, everyone who who knows your art can definitely kind of make out, you know, stuff that you've done just because you've put in so much detail into uh, every single panel. Um, is I need confirmation on this, and since you're here, is this the A-Team van in the parking lot of the restaurant? Um, not exactly. Okay. It's a uh, version based, like it's not. It's what the eighteen van is based off of. But okay, I I basically was researching cars that would be around from nineteen eighty four prior. I didn't want too many exact nineteen eighty four cars because I'm not exactly sure when if this is set in the same time, like like the exact same month or whatever that the Terminator movie, the first one was. So it it could be set anywhere throughout the year of 1984. So I just made sure like, okay, you wouldn't have every model of an 84 on the road at the time because not everybody replaces their car to the most current model at the time. So I had to, I was looking up like cars from 1980, the 70s and all this stuff to just throw in there. Mm -hmm. I was like, "What, what car looks interesting from the back here and, all this stuff and yeah right on since we're asking about references when you we first get that shot of the skynet base is that a johnny five inspired terminator robot uh let me see i have to look at that page again it's well in our review copy it's page 16 it's is it when they exact like when they finally show up at the base yeah when they're the they finally they walk into the base and you see like all the regular size terminators and then just the few giant one's kind of in the hangar right and there's one on treads that that me that is one. one of the uh hunter killer tanks from the the movies oh okay, okay. just the triangular treads make me think yeah about. but it, it's not exactly triangular because the top tread leads all the way down the back to the second tread at the back i guess oh, they okay. are kind of triangular there's like two sets of them there in that in case in that armor but it's the, the tank from like the movies you know okay. when Kyle Reese and the other person's trying to blow it up with their bomb canisters there. The, the tank treads are running over the skulls in the movie. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen the first movie. Okay, I, I see it now. What's more interesting to know is that they have, like, uh, police-style lights on them at the top. Uh, I was like, when I was doing my research, I was like, I never really noticed that, but you're right, they do. They have, like, a red and blue light, like a bar across the top of them. Hmm. Like, for what purpose would that serve? But... <laughs> They they are the Terminator police, and they're (laughs) wiping the streets of filthy organics, (laughs) keeping their streets safe. That particular page, though, it's it's quite interesting art wise because you've got um, in that particular panel you've got like four different depths of uh, field in that. You've got the foreground with the 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 two T eight hundreds, the one with the skin and one without, and then further back you've got the 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 first level of uh, the scaffolding or whatever with the the the, the police bot and then the the T eight thousand then further back another T eight thousand and then further back is there is the wall so I mean you've done a lot of work on this particular panel just to get you know just to put a, this in a ginormous room and actually make it look like it don't remind me about that <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can't tell you how long I spent on this page I don't remember but part of me was that was rendering it and i was like i must be crazy continue to render be like you could stop now and i'm like oh wait no 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 i gotta do another layer of rendering right here you could stop no no there's a deadline i don't care it's gonna get done <laughs> well it makes you feel any better um, i appreciate it <laughs> i did in that on that page and all the the pages with the the time machine i did re- reference uh terminator genesis for the the time room that they're in because that was one one part of that movie I actually liked was the look of the time machine and the the weird curved room that it was in. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I'll take this from that movie. Mm. Cool. 
So, uh, how long was this, uh, was this project in development? Cause it seems like at least I would have thought that they would have tried to get this comic published close to when the new movie came out last fall. Were they, were they already, were they thinking about it last year or when did they actually get like move forward with the process? Um, I, I doubt it was for, um, the new movie, mm-hmm. uh, because I was told about it when I was working on galaxies which would have been in October and November. Okay. And they're like, would you be interested in working on this? And I was like, yes, oh, okay. I'll work on anything. Yeah, that would have been late to, to come out in time for the movie. Yeah. So I think it was always going to come out the time that it has come out. Mm-hmm. Just um, there, there was a long process of getting approvals for everything. So because you have, you now have uh, four different companies to get approvals from. You got got idw you got dark horse you have uh hasbro and uh whoever owns the terminator license i can't remember at the time right now mm. so that's four four people four companies four hands in the pot they're all giving their giving their opinion thankfully right. uh, when, once approvals were made it's been very easy very fun to work with i haven't cool. had any uh major changes that i've had to do just the only stipulation was like no no arnold ter- likeness Right. Well, we're we're looking oh, forward. Oh, and oh. and of course, like no blatant nudity. So when <laughs> the, the, that, that scene, it's like it's like when you have the it's like Alex, when you have the Terminator naked, um, really think about how you compose your panels and everything, so we're not showing everything. And I was like, so <laughs> how people have handled nudity in comics for the last. 50 years? <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, gotcha. Well, normally that's not... So, so not, we, don't, we don't have image comics uh, freedom to do what we want. Like, where some image comics, they're more adult themed, so you can show more adult themed mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, you gotta remember, this, this book is Hasbro. It's also for kids, too. And I'm like, gotcha. I understand. So no no Dr. Manhattan shots in this movie nope, in this uh, nope, comic. No, no, no Dr. Manhattan shots. I'm just like shucks. Uh, I was hoping but no. There go your dreams. <laughs> well, uh, I mean we we've only got the first issue but uh, just I mean we'll, we're going to review this on alt mode might, that might already be out by the time this uh, this interview goes out but uh we're looking forward to this. I think uh this was a great start, and it, se- it seems like a natural pairing, the Transformers and the Terminator. So it's really cool that uh, this is that they've done this, uh, you know, 30, 36 years later. But uh, another, um, it's funny, just another property, popular '80s property that had started this, the same year as Transformers. So um, yeah, that was that was very interesting. I was like, wait, it's the same year? It came out the same year? I was like, wow, yeah, that's a huge coincidence. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, why did they do this soon? Why didn't they do this sooner then? <laughs> <laughs> but then, then you find out that Simon Furman had an idea. I think it was Simon Furman had an idea for this a long time ago, but it never actually came to be. So mm. I guess now the time was right. The time wasn't <laughs> right back then. Now is the time. Yep. So let's uh, let's talk about some of your other projects that are out this month. So we've got Transformers Galaxies uh, issues five and six. So we've got a, a cliff jumper story. So, uh, how did you get involved with that project? Um, <clears throat> I was asking IDW, do you have anything for me to work on? And they were like, we have this, uh, two part cliff jumper story. Would you like it? Or would you be interested in working? I was like, yes, I'll work on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't pay I'm not, money. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, uh, picky at the moment. I can't, I can't be picky at the moment. So, um, it gives me a chance to work with new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting. I, I was also quite interested in the limited amount of cast that would be in it. Like the majority of the, the characters that I have to do a lot of are the probats. Right. They're not too hard, but there's only two transformers in it. So that, that helps, uh, that helps me move along with things. There was only, um, a couple pages between both issues that had other transformers in it. And those were really fun because you get to play around with the other characters. Like you have Orion Pax and Windblade 
and Starscream. I actually like the, the interaction between Cliffjumper and Starscream. That was fun. He's like pushing him out of way like he's a an insect in his way. I was like, yep, that's Starscream. <laughs> so uh, how much uh, did you have a lot of interaction with uh, it was Kate Leth and Cohen Edenfield on the uh, on the book? Or did you like just get the script and go to town? Or did you did you have some back and forth with them? I, I haven't actually talked with them at all. Oh, um, okay. Basically, I got the script. I came up with um, my layouts. I thought I mentioned if I thought some of the the pacing would be better if I changed or added a panel here. Sent that into the editor. The editor looked over. The writer looked over it. The writers and they're like, it's "Good to go." And I was like, "All right." And then I went to town on it. <laughs> and then I had a heart. Then I had a heart surgery. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I still need to work on this." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so this this especially is when, one of the- especially when especially like for issue five they're like I I was working on it I had uh, nine pages done before TFCon in DC I go to TFCon DC I bring all my work with me so I'm working on pages in my hotel room I actually was able to draw up two pages um, then I know when I was coming back from DC I was like the next day I'm like you have to go in for uh, angiogram to have to see what's wrong because I was having some issues before. They're like, it seems like you had a heart attack, and I was like, oh, the signs were not there. And they're like, you're diabetic. the The signs for a person with diabetes are different than normal people. I was like, that's something that I think should be drilled into diabetics a lot harder <laughs> because you don't know you're having a heart attack when you're having a heart attack. <laughs> wow. That's scary. So I go, I go for the angiogram, and they're like, "We don't want to send you home right now." And I was like, "Why?" Well, you have like all these blockages there, and you're going to need a triple bypass. And if you if you leave the hospital, like right now, you're checked into the hospital, so you get priority. Uh, if you left, it would take maybe a year for you to get a surgery time. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess I'll stay then." And I was stuck in the hospital for a week before my surgery, getting poked and prodded and everything. I was like, I can't just sit here in like the intensive care area doing nothing. I was like, I got work to do. I I have bills to pay. I have rent. And all of a sudden, I'm like, bring bring me my pages and my script here. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I called up IDW and to let them know the day that I was like, oh, I can't go home or anything. And the the sound of like, oh out of david was like the sound of like we don't know what we're gonna do now and i was like okay so basically in three days i had drawn all the rest of the pages so i drew 11 pages <laughs> or no, no i had no no about, about nine because i had two that I had drawn from there so i had drawn all those then i i inked everything about up to like i had two pages left over before the the heart surgery. So I had inked all those pages while still in hospital. Had the heart surgery. I was groggy for a couple of days, and I was like, "All right, need to will myself to get up." And I had more pages. I'm like, I'm inking them. I'm a little bit more slow then. And I get back home. <laughs> I do all the I do all the final like filling in of blacks and outlining and cleanup. And I handed the book in. It was only like a week and a half late later than when I would have had it in originally. And I was like, "Got it done." Give me the next script now. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> wow, that, I mean, that's. Uh, I'm glad. I'm, first of all, I'm glad you're okay, and glad you know everything went well with your surgery. But yeah, that's that sound. That sounds kind of brutal. I think it's more funny that all the doctors and nurses were like, "You're working," and all this stuff, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I can't take a break here," and I'm just like. Literally, no. I'm like, I have. I'm stuck in a place where there's no TV, no internet, no radio. I'm just lying here in a bed. I'm like, I'm not really having much fun. I want to draw, but if I'm going to draw, why not be productive at the same time and work on the book that you have assigned? So, my my only problem is uh, that the tables were not big enough to accommodate everything. So I had to spread everything out on my bed. 
That's about it. And then, then when the the standard meal times came, I was like always like, ah, let me put let me put my work to the side and everything, and lay out their tray, and then they like suck blood out of me. <laughs> well, the result. I mean, we could you couldn't tell from looking at the the Transformers Galaxies five and six. The art is uh, just excellent as always, and you know doesn't look rushed or anything like that. So uh, I mean. You work great under pressure, I'll say that. It just shows that if I really need to be productive, I should just be tossed in a room with nothing around me. <laughs> <laughs> except, like the, except for the reference that I need, but don't make that reference actually on a computer uh, atta- like hooked up with internet so that I, I can't like search for anything else. <laughs> be like, what's, what's going on on these sites? No, it's just got to be like, there's your reference. There are some pages. Get to work. You got nothing else to do, so you have time to focus. It's crazy because working on the second issue of Transformers vs. Terminator, I basically penciled the entire book in a week. Oh because wow! I just like like I need to get to make up some time here to make sure that, like everything stays on schedule. This is before everybody started shutting everything down. So yeah, I was just like I got everything done, and I've just been now spending or I spent more time working on pages with the inks, um, but still all done on deadline. So part of me wonders, I'll be like, if I can just maintain this productivity and not ink a book, could I draw four books in a month? <laughs> but no, nobody will ever test you out on that because they're like, that's crazy. And I'm like, probably is, but I might be at that point in my life when I'm like, I'm, I'm embracing the crazy to see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I hope, uh, I mean, I know we we just recently heard now every all the comic publishers are pretty much shutting down, so we won't be getting any new books for a little while. So hopefully that means. I mean, I I know it's it's kind of a, a double edged sword here because that mean that might mean less work, but also deadlines are a little bit relaxed. Well, um, there I'm not 100 percent sure how much deadlines are relaxed for certain projects. I know IDW wants me to continue working as normal. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it'll be better for when stuff opens up again and they can start releasing new books that now everything is done. Like it was like it never happened. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, on the, uh, you mentioned the, you know, the, the alien characters in gal in the galaxies issues, these probats, did you have any, uh, like in the script, was there any, description for them or did you basically have to have to come up with those designs from scratch uh the dis- any description of them was that they're bat like mm-hmm. see through they see by echolocation and that their wings they shred them mm. and that, that's it that's everything so i started doing a lot of sketches to come up with a a look I was happy with, and I was researching a lot of different bats to find uh, a pleasing bat look for them. I didn't want to go all like, hey, let's just look up a vampire bat, and it's like, because that's one of the more recognizable ones, and it's like, your face is ugly quite a bit. (laughs) I I can't remember every bat that I looked at, but I took a mix from a lot of different bats to create that look. Um, You don't get to see too much of how they move around like there's not a lot of uh like i would say shots where they're very large in the page i always tried to maintain the the focus on cliff jumper mm-hmm. and everything but um they have a they have a unique uh, stature at times and uh with their wings um i didn't want the wings to be like just sticking out and be over obvious like overly obvious so um, when they're walking around, basically, their arms are in three sections that have been folded up into like a normal humanoid arm. But when they actually are able to fly, their arms extend out and the wing starts to come out from the palm of their hand. And they have other spike, like other like areas where the, the flap of the wing would be connected that protrude out from their arm and then the the flaps unfold and that's how their wings work Mm -hmm. 
so when they, they have their wings shredded, I'm just like, okay, how am I how am I gonna do that? I'm like, I just bandaged up all their arms, so it's also maintaining like their wings are contained within their arms still that they can't use them. Cool. It's yeah, fun to so, get to draw Deathstars again. Yeah, the kaiju chicken guy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean he definitely remind like he's. The, is it pretty much the same design from uh, for more than meets the eye, or was there any, uh, any no. major changes you made? There, there was a uh, a lot of uh, changes that I made. Um, I kept the uh, the way I drew the double eyes on mm-hmm. his head, um, and I kept how I had the second set of dragon arms behind his back there. But there, there's a there's a lot of changes that I made to it, um, because if you're gonna if you're gonna do something for a new continuity, now is your chance to create something different. I can understand people wanting to use looks from the past continuity, but I'm like, why? This is a new continuity. You want to actually distinguish yourself from the old one, so you can have some similarities, but try and make everything different. That was also my approach when I did the cover that featured Nautica, which was the first time not like that people based the their drawings of Nautica on for the books like I was the first one to do that because my the cover was for solicitations mm-hmm. so nobody had drawn Nautica up to that point, so I was like, okay, I looked at um what I was drawn for more than meets the eye, and then I looked at what was done for the toy. I know at the time that uh, toy stuff was more appropriate because everything in the new se- the series so far had been based on the toys. So I was like, okay, let's take a ni- let's make a nice blend of the two to make a new look that possibly Hasbro would have an easier time making a figure of mm-hmm. if they wanted to. So that's what I did with her. And that's cool. what I thought of with uh, every character that I've had to design in this new series. Yeah, I, mean, I also like the the new alt mode you did for Cliff Jumper. It does. It's very. Uh, it reminds me uh, a little bit of Bumblebee's G one Cybertronian alt mode, but also, uh, I mean, you took care to make sure you can show how he transforms. Like you, you've got a particular panel where you show the complete transformation here, and it's. Uh, I just like the the look of that it's you know because when we look at the um the main series with bumblebee they just they use his g1 uh cybertronian mode but they don't really like it's you know he's he's g1 bumblebee in robot mode from the cartoon and then he turns into that little hover car uh you know with no and it's it it doesn't look like the two forms go together i mean pretty much like the like the original animated series it's like why does he look why does why does his arms and legs look like they turn into a VW bug when he turns into this hover car. But here with cliff jumper, you've, you've designed it. So it, the, the modes flow together. So I, I appreciated that. That's my job. <laughs> uh, I was like, he's got, I was like, what is this all going to be? And I was like, Oh, it's going to be a hover car, like bumblebee. Cause the whole, the whole premise of this book is he gets mistaken for bumblebee a lot. Mm-hmm. So he needs to have a similar alt mode. But I was like, well, let's just make sure it all works. Also, instead of a magical transformation, I need to make yeah. it actually work. And it does. <laughs> so, um, Alex, uh, do you think? Uh, I mean, uh, there nothing has been uh, nothing has been uh, canceled or anything for the summer. So hopefully we'll we'll still get to see a TFCon Toronto or uh, I, I'm. Assuming you're planning to go to TFCon Toronto, um, and uh, do you have any other uh, any other Transformers work coming up, or any? I guess nothing's been announced, but anything you can any projects you might give us a hint about? Uh, nothing that I know of, but I, I'm constantly hounding them. I'd be like, "All right, what's what's after this book? Here, what do you need? <laughs> what do you what do you need worked on?" I'd be like, "Give it to me. I'll do it." All right. Well, I de- <laughs> then then you know, I will. You got you got to be hungry for work at times, and uh, my goal is to uh, produce as much as I can, uh, the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's Transformers versus Terminator, 
It's also um, a book that I'm I'm testing out a lot of new things with, uh, like rendering styles and everything to try and progress. And that that's a difficult thing to do because you get comfortable working a certain way. And in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, uh, I want to get better. But you know the only way to get better is you're going to have to put a lot more work in. And it might work and it might not work, but you're going to start learning a bunch of new things and then you're going to progress more. But it's going to be a lot harder because once you start, you first change that your style a bit, you're going to be like referencing all your pages to see what you've done. And it's just, it's going to be a lot more of a headache than just how you've comfortably been drawing for the last five or six years. <clears throat> and I'm like, do I, do I want to do this? And like, you get that, that feeling in your head, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I want to make sure everything's on time. But then there's a voice in you. It's like, do it, do it now. Or you're never going to get any better. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to that voice now. And I just make everything like 10 times harder than it needs to be. But I am getting more satisfied with what I'm producing. So constantly well, that, got to learn new stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's how you improve. And I mean, we're, I, I got to say, well, at least I'm always happy with the results. So I think, uh, you know, over the last, uh, 10 years or so, your art has, has continued to improve and, you know, it's, st- it started off great and it's, it's now amazing and awesome. So, uh, I think keep going. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. I just, I just did something like I, the, the last page of issue two, I'm not going to tell you what's happening on it, but just know <laughs> that there's a chain link fence there. And I did it first one way and I wasn't happy with it because I was like, Oh, this is really hard here. And it's not looking the way. So I redrew that page after I no. started inking it. Because I was not happy with the way it turned out, and I thought of a better way of doing it, and that way actually worked. But I was gr- like, that was the night that uh, I was doing the uh, the stream with Josh and Derek. So if I was overly grumpy or anything, that's the reason why. Because <laughs> a drawing I was working on that I started inking wasn't working out for me, and I was like, I don't want to redo it. But in the back of my head is like, redo it. You're just you're not going to be happy if you just keep going with this one. So I'm like, all right. Chuck it to the side, grab a new sheet of paper, redraw it. <laughs> well, save the originals and show us the um, show us the comparison when the book comes out uh, later on. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, what's your problem? You hardly drew any of the robots on that page. I'll be like, that's right, because I thought drawing the fence in first would be <laughs> the ideal thing. It was not. It was not the ideal thing. <laughs> Leave the fence till last, then draw it in. <laughs> Pro tip for uh, any comics artists out there. <laughs> and this, this in the back of my head is like, you know, this would be super simple if you did that digitally, because you could just <laughs> copy paste over your drawing a fence. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could. Be nice if I knew how to do that. But then I'm like, but then I'd never grow doing traditional artwork that way if i made stuff easy i'd never learn how to do it traditionally so i'd like to learn how to do it first traditionally then if i ever do decide to go digital with some things i could do both if i wanted to Mm -hmm. well maybe maybe that's maybe that's a challenge is to dip your toe into the into the digital front and and uh, do you know how much money that costs (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i not only would I need a tablet to actually draw on, like a Cintiq, because I can't do the the disconnect of drawing and looking at a screen. I have to actually be looking at what I'm drawing. Mm. But I would need a new computer as well. So I'm like, I don't have that kind of money right now. I can afford a sheet of paper, though, and a pencil. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe, maybe uh, yeah, wait till all the uh, pandemic stuff is over. Maybe the... the- Things will uh, things will be more favorable later Maybe on. Maybe there will be lots of sales to try to get people to spend money. But then, yeah. then I'm going to be crazy enough to want to color everything myself because I'm the type of person that is moving in a direction where, like, I want to do everything, so I know how to do everything. But if I did that, then I'm just going to be taking work away from somebody else. But also, I'm going to make myself crazier than I already am, and possibly pulling my my hair out and stressing my heart out. 
Although the doctor's like, you got like a brand new heart now, basically, after your surgery. <laughs> Take care of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this why I'm so invigorated with my artwork right now? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Roach was right. That new, that new heart pump is wonders. That's like a, that's like a free reign to go out and start doing all kinds of crazy shit again. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just, I'm just stuck here behind a desk drawing all the time. Not much of a difference there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's unfortunate. I think everyone's everyone's going to be stuck inside for a little bit longer. So uh, we'll look forward to uh, to your next project, uh, and hopefully, it'll be coming. Hopefully, we'll we'll get to see the rest of Transformers versus Terminator sometime soon. I don't think it'll it'll be next month, but hopefully, uh, in a couple of months, we'll get the the next few issues. Uh, yeah, um, I was quite surprised with how fast Galaxies came out. Yeah, once it started to come out again. Mm-hmm. I was like, didn't just didn't, like for when New Comic Book Day was on Wednesday, and I saw the galaxy was coming. I was like, wait, wait, wait! Didn't five just come out like not that long ago? Like, and six is out now. I'm like, wow, they're really pumping them out. <laughs> well, they're still they're still a month behind though. <laughs> that that was not me. I was not. <laughs> I I got everything on time and. <laughs> I would like to remind people about that. I worked while having heart surgery. <laughs> I made. I was trying to make my deadlines, which I did. <laughs> no, we 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 know it was. Uh, we we don't know where where the where the problem was, but it wasn't with you. So we we appreciate that. I, I don't even think I I can't even be sure if I don't think it was IDW either because they have everything already there. All the artwork was there. Like mm. what could have been the holdup, right? Like yeah. Livio was already working on his uh, Kill Lock book, so issue four. That's all. That was all done in the can. So yeah, I don't I know. blame Diamond. We'll just we'll just we'll just blame COVID nineteen for everything right now. Yeah, <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> that yeah, that probably was, go back to the November December. That's that that was the precursor of everything. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex. I think we're uh, we're gonna let you go. With thanks for for coming on and and joining us for a little chat. Uh, anything? Uh, I mean, well, uh, TFCon's coming up, so maybe that's the next time we'll we'll get a chance to to see you. But uh, you'll probably have commissions open and all that good stuff in the summer. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure at the moment. Um, oh, okay. What what I'll have open? Uh, things things have been uh, different around here in in a way uh i i still have a a bit of a backlog of some older commissions and i really don't want to open up anything new until they're all done i don't think uh the people that are waiting would be happy and i don't i don't i don't want to you know stress or make them more upset or whatever like i think it's fair that i should finish those first and then i can open up some new ones afterwards so i think that's that's how i'm gonna go um maybe maybe i'll have a new sketchbook or something mm-hmm. I, I do have uh, a bunch of art lying around that i could make into one but who knows um i'm might have a couple new prints for that show i'm actually cool. trying to find a way of doing just like quicker sketches for people that they they don't have to spend as much on but it also doesn't take me as long to do. So I could probably, ones that I could actually do at the show, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I like to be able to do those before, but trying to do the, the ones that I've done in past shows at an actual convention is a bit rough. You're, you're never going to get to do uh, that kind of detail work there. But if I can find a way of doing something that I feel looks worth paying money for, but not a large amount of money, something nice and reasonable. Um, but still has a certain level of quality and detail to it. Then that's what I'm going to try and do. I, bl- I blame I blame looking at like some of the sketches that other pro comic book artists do on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. They're doing that at the show. I'll be like, mm, how can I do that at a show? <laughs> like you can do that by not drawing Transformers. I'll be like, but any, but I don't go to shows really that people don't want Transformers. Even the regular comic book shows, everybody just comes up and asks me for a Transformer. I'm like, <laughs> I can draw anything. They're like, no, no, I just, I just want a Transformer. It's like, all right, all right, fine. I'll get 
I have one person that gives me the the odd commission where it's like, can you draw Pinhead from Hellraiser? And I'm like, yes. And then randomly another one, can you draw Wolverine? I'm like, hell yes. Yeah. And those are the commissions that I'm like, I try and go above and beyond because I'm like, this is so cool. Something I haven't done before. All that <laughs> stuff. And then you get like 100 people asking, yeah, can I get an Optimus Prime? Can I get a Starscream? <laughs> That's a nice tip for when you do open commissions again. If someone wants <laughs> if, to go if, above and beyond. If, if people want me to go above and beyond, pick obscure non-Transformers for me to draw, and you'll get like 110% effort put into them. And if you, uh, if you pick crazy 90s comic book characters, then you might get 120%. I'm, <laughs> on a, I'm on a big 90s comic book kick at the moment. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. There's a tip if you're gonna ask for a commission. All right. Well, you heard him, guys. All right. Thank you so much, Alex. Uh, where can people get in touch with you on the internet? Well, I, I have my Twitter at um, MarkerGuru on Twitter. Uh, Instagram at MarkerGuru001. And if usually uh, when I uh, post commission information up. I will attach my email where you can get a hold of me. Cool. But that, that's about it. Um, I try, I'm trying very hard to stay off social media because I find I'm more productive. And <laughs> productivity right now is, is the key right now for me. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much, Alex, for joining us tonight. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And be sure to check out Transformers Galaxies number five and six. Those are out. Uh, hopefully, I mean, you can either get them digitally on Comixology or, or IDW directly. Uh, maybe your local comic shop delivers or, or can sh- ship. I don't know. If the, I don't know what the your current lockdown situation is wherever you are <laughs> in the world. If if, if your com- if your local comic shop is still accessible, but hopefully it is. Uh, but yeah, those books are out, and also Transformers versus Terminator number one is also out. So that's available uh, digitally and uh, and physically wherever you can get it. So uh, please take you know check those out and uh, and yeah, thanks Alex for always do- delivering consistently awesome Transformers art. Oh, thank you, and thank the fans for supporting me over all these years. I endeavor to try to do the best I can and improve to give you a better product awesome all right everyone thanks for listening and we will see you next time bye-bye later toodles hey everyone thanks for listening to this episode of transmissions but just because this episode is over doesn't mean the transformers fun has to stop Join us and other Transformers fans on our Discord chat server by visiting transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. If you would like to learn more about how you could support the Transmissions Podcast, just visit transmissionspodcast.com slash support. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next week.